Digital Marketing Radio, episode 178. Are there any businesses that don't need digital marketing? DigitalMarketingRadio.com Did you watch last year's Digital Marketing Radio Christmas special? 55 digital marketing experts on one live show. This year, I'm doubling up. 110 experts sharing their number one digital marketing strategy for 2017 on one live show on Thursday, the 8th of December, 2016. If ever there was a not-to-be-missed live show, this is it. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com special for full details and how to watch live. That's digitalmarketingradio.com special. Don't miss it. The Big Interview with David Bain. Hello, I'm David Bain, and today I'm joined by someone who's an influential entrepreneur, a self-taught digital marketing specialist, someone who's renowned for his success in winning BBC's Apprentice 2014. He's the founder of one of the UK's fastest-growing digital marketing agencies, Climb Online. Welcome to DMR, Mark Wright. Hey, David. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. How are you doing yourself? Yeah, very good. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here, Mark. Um, well, you can find Mark over at climb-online.co.uk. Um, so, Mark, how many people a day shout you're fired at you? Uh, well, more than you can ever imagine. I get stopped about 50 times a day. The most common question is, what's Lord Sugar like? Uh, other people then say, Klimbon Lin. And then other people just yell, you're fired at me. I was playing um, five-a-side football the other night and I was a bit naughty and got uh, red carded. And as I walked off the pitch, about 100 people yelled, you're fired, as I walked off. So it, it never gets old amongst the punters. Ouch, ouch. So you don't see it diminishing in time at all? No, I think it's stuck with me for the rest of my life. Oh, well, you just have to grin and bear it and um, accept the upside and, I guess, the challenges that go with it. Yeah, no, of course. Well, I, I've got a, a question for you, first of all, David. Go for it. I, just, I, just, I thought I'd change the format um, <laughs> of the show as it's my first time on. As a digital marketeer and someone that's well-known in the industry yourself, um, did you watch my series of The Apprentice? I I watched um, most of it, I think, yes. Yeah, and what did you think about a digital marketing, a digital marketeer going on The Apprentice and speaking about the industry that you love so much? I think that um, it was needed to a certain degree because a lot of um, the historical participants and winners um, perhaps came from more traditional backgrounds and it was important that the program represented, I guess, what was going on in, in business today. So it was it was a great thing to happen. It must have been challenging and to a certain degree a hiding to nothing for yourself um, because obviously no one is an expert at absolutely everything and digital is such a, a broad area but maybe it's opened the floodgates to other people to uh, appear who are passionate about digital and um, you know I'd like to see more of them in the future so yeah, well, there you stuff. go good answer the end of the interview <laughs> thank uh, you very much uh, am I hired well, I, I see that there's four people from digital marketing companies on the show this year so I think I was the first one to go on from a you know, an SEO and, a, and an online background. And now there's four candidates this year. So obviously, as you say, you know, it's, it's time that our industry gets more public in the way that we approach our customers and make people understand what we do. Because I think a lot of people, my parents still don't know what I do. 
every day. And it's important that we, uh, we we educate as many people as possible. And that's what I see my role is now. Absolutely. I've given up telling my parents, I think, what I do or trying to explain what it is, certainly. Yeah. But I mean, digital marketing has changed so much. I, I remember, you know, just over 10 years ago, um, it really was something that wasn't anything to do with regular marketing. It was mm. it was something that you did on the internet and wasn't linked to real business. And it's just phenomenal how much it's changed over the last few years. And it's a bit scary to think of, you know, what will be happening over the next few years, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it'll be good to have a conversation about that as well, certainly. But uh, today we're going to be talking about whether or not there are still any businesses out there that don't need <laughs> digital marketing a bit. So Mark, do you think that there are any businesses in the line of work that um, you do and in the people that you talk to that, that maybe to begin with don't even have a website and don't see the need to have that digital presence? Yeah, I, I'm astonished really. I, I mean, I do talks up and down the country about digital marketing and how to promote your business using the internet. And we live in a country here in the UK where 60% of businesses that are trading don't have a website. And it absolutely baffles me that so many companies don't have a website yet um, we, we know it's the future. We know how well it works. And when I speak with, with business owners, I can't actually understand it because I believe fundamentally there's not a business out there trading today that can't benefit from digital marketing. I haven't seen one. I have no proof to say that building a good website and having a, a digital marketing presence and driving good quality traffic to a website doesn't make you become a better business. And uh, I, I, I still find it astonishing that I run into people that don't have a website and that aren't marketing their company online. And when I say to them, you know, why aren't you, why aren't you doing this? They, it's from a lack of knowledge and a lack of understanding. And it comes back to, again, education. I think the main thing that we talk about is here, especially in London, where, where, where myself and you are, people are quite shrewd and sharp. The customers are getting sharper. There's a lot more people who know about it. You go further up north in the UK and you get into more local and regional areas. A lot of people just don't have an understanding. You know, they, they're businesses that put their advertisements in the yellow pages for year after year. Uh, that always worked for them. They got some business. They kept food for their family on the dinner table. And now this online world is a bit daunting. So what they've done is do nothing. And um, it, it's a bit frightening. So I think where I've found my personal niche in the sector is making digital very easy for people to understand. I think when we first started in this area, um, we got some wizards that, that obviously created Google and all of the rest of it. Very complex algorithms, very complex about how the whole thing works. And um, the people who do SEO, the people who do paid advertising are very clever. But that confused the general public as to what and how we do things. And the industry got a bit of an ominous reputation. And so my goal for myself personally and for my business is to make it so easy for people to understand what the hell we actually do in this sector uh, and how easy it is to create a good website, how cost-effective it is to put together a marketing strategy and how you can change your business essentially overnight by getting it right. But to answer your question, uh, I'm still yet to be proved by anyone that digital marketing can't change their business and isn't for everyone. So what about if you're talking to that kind of business that really hasn't done much online and perhaps even doesn't have a website to begin with? Is getting a website the absolute first thing to do? Or is it the case for some businesses that perhaps by having a social presence, that can be more effective than having a website to begin with? Well, it's 
90% of the time, well, let's, let's go back two years, 90% of the time, it is a website. You, 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 you set someone up with a website because let's face it, that's a way to prove you're a real trading business. It's the same as having a shop front in the old days. You need something to certify that you're a actual legitimate trading company. Um, what we're seeing over the last 12 months, and I'm seeing this specifically in the last 12 months, is more companies get better results than ever from social media. So I'd be inclined to say that, yes, in some sectors, definitely having a very decent Facebook account, a decent Twitter account, you could trade very cost effectively um, off those um, social media networks. But for me, I think that having been quite traditional and having a good uh, a, a website of some form just validates to your customers that you're a trading business. We live in the world now where kids will stand outside a shop and visit its website before they go in. And I think it's, it, it's fundamental to start with a website and at least one or two social media accounts. So of the businesses that you speak to, what percentage of businesses would you say aren't spending any money on digital marketing at all? Well, okay, so let's go back before I um, won The Apprentice. Uh, I'd say at least 50%. So two years ago, I'd say 50% of the businesses, half the people I spoke to weren't doing anything online at all. Mm. Now I'd say that percentage has increased significantly. I'd say that at least 75 80% of people that I talk to on a daily basis are or have advertised uh, or done digital marketing and are looking to, to, to move their business that way. I think social media has really changed the landscape. I think SEO and, and paid advertising on Google scared a few people with the costs and how it was going to be done, where social media, people feel they've got a lot more control themselves because they all use social media on a daily basis. And it's a bit more, I have a Facebook account, so I can start an ads account through my Facebook and uh, boost my posts. And I've got a bit more control, I can control it. And I find a lot more people are dipping their toe in, chanting their arm themselves than I used to. Uh, and everyone's becoming an expert these days. Um, but uh, it's good to see because it, it, the proof of the pudding really is in the eating. People run, run some ads, they get some results, and then generally I find they come to me and say, well, if I can get some results, you must be able to do it better. Mm. And I, I find that you know anyone getting out there and trying to promote themselves and their business is a good thing. Do you not have people who say something else and actually say, look, I've got it up and running myself and it seems to be doing fine. Why do I need to use you? I can do it myself. I get that one every day. So I go in and I, they say, I can do this myself. And I said, well, I can also cut my own hair and service my own car, but I wouldn't be looking like I do today if I was at home cutting my own hair. Basically, you know, the staff that work for me have worked in the industry before it was an industry. I've got people that have worked at Yahoo and Microsoft and Google that sit out next to me all day long and they know more about this stuff than I could ever imagine and that they could ever do. And it's like me going and telling a great artist that I can paint a picture once. Well, it takes years of beating at your craft every single day to become an expert. And the people that work for me are experts. And, you know, it, that's the one thing that I find really upsets me is when people kind of wave it in my face that, oh, because they once built a website on Wix, mm. they're a digital marketing expert. Well, you know, I, I've got people still sat out in the office across from me reading, you know, blogs now, reading books now, getting ready for tomorrow's work. That's what it takes, you know, beating at your craft day in, day out, keeping ahead of the agency down the road. And uh, as well, you know, these platforms, you know, not to be the bearer of bad news, 
make it incredibly easy for Mrs. Miggins and Joe Smith to feel like they can do it themselves. But what happens is they end up spending an awful lot of money very, very quickly. And our job is to not spend a lot of money awfully quickly, but to spend it in a cost-efficient manner, which gets your business very good results. And basically, I say to anyone, look, you run it yourself for a month, then I'll run it for a month for free. And let's see who gets better results. And if I get more better results than you get, you start to pay me my management fees. And that generally works pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to get a feel for what areas that you tend to actually recommend getting started with to begin with in terms of um, advertising. Now, there's areas that you can put it into such as um, different networks, but I'd like to focusing on um, brand or generic keyword phrases. So this this can, this can apply to either paid advertising or um, obviously SEO. Do you think generally businesses are better off focusing on building up their brand presence or trying to get traffic using generic keyword phrases, either in paid advertising or SEO? Well, okay. You're better off starting, I think, in paid advertising on generic keyword phrases, right? One, because you can have a non-existent business, you can create a small website, you can start with generic keyword phrases, buy the traffic, put it on your page. And if your offering is good enough, you will generate leads or sales, right? If you're generating brand traffic to a company that no one gives a monkeys about or that's never heard of, you're not going to get any sales because no one's going to search that term in the in the most basic manner. So uh, the way I start to, to talk to people about their company is let's start with paid Um, And let's start with generic key phrases, drive as much traffic around the services and products you offer and start to generate some business for you. Now, business is a perpetuating cycle. Once you get one or two sales, those sales will start to generate other sales and also bipartisan build out the brand of your company. So that is for me is how the online business works. Start with generic phrases, drive the traffic and build your brand up of your company as you get more leads or sales. It is actually a pretty simple damn game once you say it to someone like uh, like that. And again, we've got case study after case study of people that didn't believe it, that gave me 500 pounds a month and that now spend 50 to 80,000 pounds a month and their business is a, is a different story. So what kind of promotional activities are working for you now as an agency? Well, there you go. So basically, the one the one industry I find that digital marketing doesn't work for is digital marketing companies <laughs> um, because we're all pretty good at what we do. Um, so what I find worked very, very well for us is um, we do a lot of uh, SEO, what we call SEO PR, right? So we create very, very creative pieces of content and we put them out there. Uh, we put a lot of games, a lot of quizzes, a lot of competitions out there around, for example, The Apprentice, around my name being Mark Wright, lots of things that are happening in the industry. And we generate a lot of leads. From the SEO PR we do, we get about five or six leads a day. We might convert you know, three or four sales a week. But in the scheme of things, it's, it's, it's quite a lot. And I think that um, you know, it, we're never afraid to try anything. One thing that we've done a lot recently is start a weekly periscope where basically it's just me talking about the landscape of digital marketing. I have a, a book recommendation of the week. We talk about, uh, we have a guest speaker come in. We might interview an SEO or a Google AdWords specialist. We might talk about video advertising. And it's about educating and giving back to the customers. And just from that Periscope alone, I think we've solved the best part of um, 13 or 14 
new customers on board um, to the agency. So how do you measure the success of that? Do you actually have special links that you use and you say verbally um, during your periscopes? Yeah. So basically what we do is we uh, use a lot of call tracking uh, and we build a lot of landing pages for all of our offers. So we always have a landing page that we create. We'll put a uh, a, a tracking number um, through our call tracking software uh, and, we'll, and we'll track it through. And we also, obviously nothing is perfect. We'll, we'll watch through our Google Analytics and we listen into the calls and our um, reception team ask how the, um, the new business has heard about the company. And uh, nine times out of 10, we can track the source of where it come from. Uh, and that's that's the main thing is, you know, uh, we, we will try anything once and we'll put budget behind anything once because you've got to try things to know if it works for your business and you never know what's going to work and every business is different. Okay, okay. So lots of split testing and you keep on split testing just to make sure that you're trying out those new things and you're optimizing those conversion rates. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And uh, in terms of the services that you provide, um, I'm sure they've changed a lot over the last couple of years. I mean, you, you mentioned SEO PR and um, talk about Periscope and services like that. Um, so are, are they the newest services that you offer? And also what kind of services aren't you offering at the moment, but you're maybe thinking of introducing at some point in the near future? Yeah, um, very good question. So it's changed a lot. When I first opened the business, I only offered two services. Uh, when I first put my business plan through with Lord Sugar, I wanted to be like a go daddy, a one-stop shop for the digital marketing sector. And his advice was me, to, me, to me that the, the business plan was too broad. He said companies, especially marketing companies that try to be all things to all men, end up never achieving anything. So what you do is when you start a digital marketing agency, you refine your services to your best two, the ones that are most cost effective and where your customers are going to see the best results. He said to me that the, the, the number one issue that digital marketing companies have in this country is they're so focused on getting their new customers that they forget about the customers they already have. And it's like the rat wheel. You're so worried about driving your sales force to go out and sell and sell and sell you don't focus on the one or two customers you've got and grow the the amount that they spend with you. And I thought that's a really simple philosophy. Um, and that's what we've done. We started with two services, which was SEO, search engine optimization, and pay-per-click, right, using on Google and uh, Bing at the time we started. And that's all we offered. Uh, and basically, we went from naught to 250 customers on those two products. We did on those two products 1.7 million in revenue in 12 months. And that has allowed us to expand our pro product offering substantially. Now, those two are probably two of our smaller products. SEO is still a big one for us, but our, our display is our biggest source of revenue in the company. We do a lot of video advertising on YouTube. Uh, we do a lot of social media. Social media is booming for us. Uh, that's social media management, uh, managing companies' social media, putting out their tweets, doing their Facebook posts, creating content um, for their social media platforms and using their tone of voice to go out to their customers and managing that, and social media advertising. Um, those over the last 12 months have picked up substantially and are dwarfing the other areas of the business. And you've got to smell what sells really. If people are ringing up wanting social media, we don't shove pay-per-click down their throat. We go where we, 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 do, we put a strategy forward that works best for their sector and their business, but something that is what they want as well really. Uh, and that's been successful. And we've just launched a creative side where we will create, for example, uh, if you go onto a Twitter or a Facebook account, we create all the banners, 
for the backgrounds of their social media accounts. We create all the branding for their social media across LinkedIn, Pinterest, uh, Instagram, um, or, or, or everything. And it's been such a successful um, move for the company because we're going where the customers are going and we're moving very, very quickly because the space is moving very, very quickly. I guess it's quite difficult um not to go too general again. I mean, you start off really narrow and are successful at that, but then your customers actually start to say to you, oh, can you do this? Can you do this as well? Um, do you think there's a danger that you might go too general again? Uh, it's, it's something that we talk about a lot and we're trying to control the noise because we look at our revenues a year ago. It was from two services. This year, our revenue streams are from five services almost evenly split. Now, the company is, is, is fortunately doing very, very well, but you're 100% right. We need to be careful about not losing our USP and our focus as a brand and as a company uh, and being able to steer a customer in the right direction at, at, at any one time. Fortunately, we've maintained that. We've got very good training for our staff. We've got very good people here, and we've been able to um, put strategies in place to really get the customer's result. We've retained over the last six months We've retained 92% of our customer base and that for me is the key, is making sure that our customers stay with us because they're seeing results. Don't have a leaky bucket, yes. Otherwise. No, because it's too, it's too hard to fill the bucket up. <laughs> well, in a moment, we're going to be moving to the second part of the discussion where I'll be asking Mark about the software that he couldn't live without. But first of all, um, I'd like to tell you about a free online digital marketing conference that I'm going to be speaking at soon called Digital Olympus. So it's going to be held on Tuesday the 6th of December and I'll it'll run the whole day long uh, with speakers like Laura Crimmins from Branded3, Michael Stricker from MS Design and Laura Hogan from Rice media so it really is a not to be missed event and i highly recommend that you check it out so to find out more and to sign up for free just visit digitalolympus.net but let's segue into the second section of our discussion and that focuses on mark's thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading so starting off with software i couldn't live without so mark what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you it would significantly impact your marketing success well, it's, um, we've got a lot of software we use here on a daily basis. And actually, when you sent that question through to me, I started to make a bit of a list and I thought, God, it's frightening how dependent we are on a lot of this software. I mean, even just looking at the paid side, we live in double click, um, as you would have heard of um, much before. We live in double click on a daily basis. We use another p um, piece of software called PPC Samurai, which basically gives us recommendations and, and workflows for our paid media uh, accounts, which we live in to structure out the modeling of all of our accounts so we follow the same um, uh, modeling. Majestic SEO, big one that we pretty much live in here uh, as any SEO company does. Screaming Frog, um, another one we can't live without. Uh, SEM Rush, obviously a website-based system, but it is one that we pretty much have open on every screen in the in the business all day long. And Moz, uh, an oldie but a goodie. I remember when I first started my first agency, I went and sat in a library and read pretty much the whole Moz website from start to back, and that's given me the knowledge. You know, a lot of people laugh about you know the beginner's guide to Moz, but you could be worse served than reading that to start your career in SEO. You could be, um, you know, it's an incredible website. And the business that Moz have built, I think, is a, a model to follow ethically and that produces the best results for, for the customers. Absolutely. Um, Ron Fishkin is an excellent educator and he's been on Digital Marketing Radio before, of course. And um, I love his Whiteboard Fridays. I think they're so 
succinct. They're so focused on one particular topic as well, but they're they're really educational, but a bit of fun as well. So I, 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 I agree, and you know, people in the industry have have said, you know, give Moz a hard time for being so basic. But again, that's why I get a hard time from people is because we break it down so basic, and I think it's what. Moz do well and what more people need to do is when you make it too clever no one understands what you're talking about it's knowing the clever stuff in your head and being able to say it simply to other people absolutely absolutely and you mentioned a couple of other tools there that I know very well certainly as well uh, Dixon Jones from Majestic is hopefully going to be on the Digital Marketing Radio Christmas special and that's going to be on the 8th of December um, so I'm going to have uh, about 100 digital marketers live on the Digital Marketing Radio Facebook page that's going to be manic and um, so is Olga from SEM Rush. Um, yeah, so you yeah. mentioned SEM Rush there as well. So lo- lots of tools that, that I'm you know highly aware of, and it's great when you hear the repetition of the same tools by different people. You kind of know you're on the right track in terms of what yeah, tools. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of trial and error from us. We have tried everything. You know, everyone that gives me a phone call, and I get plenty of these from these new tools. And we try them all because you never know what's going to be the next Moz or the next double click. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so we try everything, but that that is the list to live and die by. And we have tried everything to get to that list. And, you know, um, Dixon will be very happy that I've given him a mention on here. Don't worry. <laughs> well, here's a slightly more challenging question. And that is what piece of software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you intend to try at some point in the near future? Slack. Okay. Slack is the one. I know that's not a digital marketing uh, tool as such, but um, the one that keeps coming up over time and time again is Slack. Uh, everyone's saying it's the best digital marketing um, communication tool for you know collaborating on the pro- project. At the moment, we use Basecamp, uh, one to communicate internally and to communicate to our customers, but uh, we're hearing a lot of good things about Slack. Um, in terms of digital marketing tools, I have tried absolutely everything that's out there. Um, and uh, the, the list I've just named is probably best served on SEO and paid media better than anything else. That's great. And it's funny that you mentioned Slack because that's the same thing that Rand Fishkin mentioned when he said, <laughs> you know, try something. Because the, the, apparently the whole of Moz uses Slack, but he can't get round to using it. So, <laughs> Well, I'm a, I'm a creature of old habits and I don't like changing things. That's an awful thing to say mm. as a digital marketer. <laughs> But as the owner of a business here, I've got so many logins. Now, I've just named the digital marketing ones. We've got the software for the accounts. We've got the software for the staff and the payroll. I've got so many screens open here, and I don't know what logs into what, but uh, we get there in the end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move on to... I wish I would have. So I'd like you to look back in the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What Mm -hmm. didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Well, I was very hot under the collar when I started. Uh, I was all about getting as much traffic uh, to the website as possible. Let's keep the keywords broad. Let's get as much as possible uh, and go from there. One thing I wish I could go back and slap myself around for was the quality of the website is imperative and is probably you know, it, it sounds so simple and it probably you know you're probably nodding your head away, but it is literally the fundamental thing. You can pay me right now for all the tea in China and I can bring you as much traffic to your website as you want. But if you don't sell yourself well or your products well or your website is built in a free website builder, there's nothing I can do for you. It's the number one mistake I made and it's the number one mistake when I go into businesses here in the UK that I see uh, most regularly. And, you know, if I could go back and teach myself 
how to code a website properly, it'd be the number one thing I'd teach myself and get properly um, right because we've got a CRO product here, conversion rate optimization, where we video our websites in uh, 24 hours. We watch the user engagement, how they interact with pages, the buying funnel and the purchase funnel that customers take towards converting into a lead or a sale. And just by moving one button or changing a color, I never realized how much that could change a business just by making one simple change to a website. And so many people put so much emphasis into getting the traffic that they forget what happens once a customer comes onto that website. And it's the number one thing I wish I knew more about as a younger person. Absolutely. Five or 10 years ago, no one cared or hardly anyone cared about conversion rate optimization because traffic was so easy to get. But now businesses are are paying 20, 30 pounds or dollars per click or even more. And if you're driving that traffic to your site and the site's poor and not converting well, then you really are shooting yourself in the foot. It is is mad. And if I knew that back, 10 years ago when the traffic was cheap, I'd probably own Go Go Compare or Money Supermarket now and uh, be talking to you from my yacht. You wouldn't have had to go on The Apprentice then, yeah. <laughs> I know, oh God. <laughs> Let's move on to... The This or That Round. So this is the quick response round. 10 quick mm-hmm. questions, just two rows here. Try not to think about the answer too much and you're yeah. only allowed to say the word both on one occasion, so use it okay. wisely. Got it. Got it. Okay, so you ready to go? Yeah, let's have it. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Facebook or LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Mobile or desktop? Mobile. Email marketing or web retargeting? Email marketing. Website or app? Website. Paid search or SEO? Paid search. Quality or quantity? Quality. Email contact form or telephone number? Telephone number. Social subscriber or email subscriber? So email subscriber. Local marketing or global marketing? Both. And finally, Lord Sugar or Donald Trump? Uh, Lord Sugar, a million percent. <laughs> I think I did well there. No, you did superbly well. I just thought I'd throw a silly curveball in the end there. The, no, but the, the, the one that you had a little funny face with was paid search or SEO. So yeah. that was a concern, was it? That one's, you know, from, that was my both one. If I could go back in time, I'd obviously say both to that one. Um, for the reason I say paid search is my background is in paid search. So I have a stronger knowledge in paid search than I do of SEO. My SEO knowledge is good, but it is not expert. I have an expert knowledge in, in pay-per-click. Pay so I always choose that one because that's what the first one I learned. <laughs> yeah, you, you navigate towards where your expertise you know, is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you Mm -hmm. spend it on and how would you measure success? Easy. Here's what I'd do. I'd create an event or a webinar. So I would put an event online, let's say on um, Eventbrite, come and hear about Mark Wright, tell you how to get your... This is if I'm Joe Bloggs, Mm. not Mark Wright from The Apprentice. I'm a normal fellow. I'd create a thing, you know, learn more, get more sales from online, create a business from online. I would put an event out there. I would use uh, social media, probably Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I would use the £10,000 over three days, four days to drive traffic from the social media back to the event page, sell tickets to the event, get people in front of me, and I'd sell to them in person. Okay, you said ten thousand pounds. Well, I guess ten thousand. Oh, well, I guess I guess ten thousand dollars is about the same nowadays. But maybe. exactly, <laughs> uh, ten thousand dollars. You know, Brexit's ruined my sterling 
savings. Um, so, but um, that's what I would do. And is that because you're a strong salesman, or is that because that's what you'd also recommend other people to do as well? That's what I recommend. I give it in all of my talks um, that, that I go around the country and do. I say to everyone that owns a business, not just a digital marketing business, not just who people from want sales online, as a business owner or as a company in today's world, you need to be known in your sector as an expert. The way you get that across is by holding webinars or talks where you educate people on your sector, like I do with my Periscope, like I do when I go and talk at digital marketing conferences or when I hold my own event. I'm holding one next Thursday. I've got 250 people coming and I stand up there and talk about the benefits of digital marketing. Now, what happens is, is I'm educating people how to improve those um, improve their business. And a lot of people won't sign up to climb online. They'll go away having learned a bit more about SEO, about social media, about paid search, but 5% will sign up to climb online. So it's worthwhile from doing from me. And um, other people will just learn about the sector. But I haven't found a better way to get sales on mass or leads on mass in any other way. And you recommend charging a little bit for those events to encourage people to definitely be there or is having free events okay as well? I've done both. I've run free events and I've run paid events. My one next week, there's 70 pounds to come. So we know the people there are very good, uh, refined. The best is probably about 12 to 15 pounds if you're, if you're newly out there. But you need to know that the people in front of you are paying to be there, one, because they'll turn up, two, they're actually uh, interested in, in what you've got to say. And, uh, you know, I'm a big believer and you've got to give information away for free. I really go out and I tell people, the secret recipe. I tell them how to do SEO. I tell them how we do the best social media management. I tell them how to set up a Google AdWords account because I find the more you educate people, the more likely they are to use your services. My number one takeaway. Well, Mark, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what is the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that a listener needs to take away and implement in their own business? Well, I, for, for me, it's um, if you, I've, you know, I've got a famous saying that I always tell my staff and people that I mentor is uh, if you want to earn more, you've got to learn more. And the, when I got the most successful in this sector and when I've been the most successful in business is when I've educated myself as much as possible. You need to figure out ways to market your business, ways to run your business more effectively, but also you need to then go on and implement that and take risks. People who learn the most, read the most, and take the biggest risks are the most successful. And I think that there's no other way around it. Figure out who the experts are in your industry, listen to what they've got to say, make a strategy for your business and your marketing and go out and do it. Don't be afraid to take risks and don't be afraid to spend money and your business and your strategy will be successful. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time and your advice. What's the best way for our listeners to find out more about you and what you do? Well, you are, uh, the best way to go, uh, find me is going to climbonline, climb-online.co.uk. And you can also find me personally on Twitter at Mark underscore E underscore right. Uh, and I'm available on LinkedIn as well. Wonderful. And I'll make sure there's links to that in the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com. Thank you very much. So thanks to Mark and thank you, dear, dear listener, too. If you have an opinion on what Mark shared today, tell us what you think. So you can find the Facebook page at facebook.com slash digitalmarketingradio. And you can, of course, write a review on iTunes or any other good podcatcher. Or if Twitter's your thing, at David Bain is my handle. Plus, make sure you sign up to the mailing list at digitalmarketingradio.com and I'll let you know when and where we're next going to be broadcasting live. But until we meet again, 
be fantabulous, and do one thing that scares you. Adios. Thanks again, Mark. Great episode.